This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. All right, Tuesday podcast, uh, Boomer and Carton gone. What's up, Al? How are we doing? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, I'm very surprised at you. Actually, I'm stunned and shocked and almost hurt. All right. And you're the cause. Well, that's How come unpleasant. The Bachelorette ended, and you did not provide an update this morning and force it in because I set it up on my DVR. So I I was actually able to avoid who won. Come on! I swear I have no idea who won the I Bachelorette. I saw it six times this morning. I did not just... see it. My guess is this. Hmm. And don't tell me. All right, all right, I won't tell you. And some somebody will douche it up and tweet it to me. But we'll go home and watch it. Don't worry about that's it. That's two hours. It's going to take me two weeks to watch that. Oh, my God. This is what normally happens, though, with me in The Bachelorette. I never, Bachelor, Bachelorette, I never end up watching the final episode because by then there's no more infighting. It's just right. the two couples or the one or, you know, the three-way deal that they got going on. And uh, I like when people are fighting with each other. My guess is Jordan Rogers did not win or that would have been on Pro Football Talk. True. And it would have been on ESPN okay. and that sort of thing. So my guess is... That the other guy won, whose name I can't even... Mitch Capellius. It's not Mitch Capellius. I think it is. But the that the other guy, not Jordan Rogers, must have won. Okay. I, have, I honestly don't know. I saw that it ended, and I saw it about 7 o'clock this morning. I'm like, how is it possible it ended? And we did, really, what does it amount to? 12 minutes this morning. Right. And you you didn't force it in. You right. didn't mention it. You didn't say, hey, by the way, ask me about yeah. the Bachelorette. That's why I'm thinking Jordan Rogers did not win. All right. Fair enough. I'm sure you will know by the end of today. Uh, yes, because someone, someone will tweet it to me, I'm sure. How about the fact, I don't know if you saw this, and who it is is really irrelevant to the point of the story, uh, what I want to bring up, but in what we do in this day and age, right? Right. And you're a major part of... Sports media now, or Definitely. at least a sports show, or a show I would based say media, in sports, all of or media. whatever that way. You're a media mogul. Let's be honest, right? Absolutely. Um, everybody puts stuff out there on Twitter. Like yesterday, we were watching. Mock me, go ahead. That's fine. But we were watching the trade deadline show on MLB Network, and it was actually kind of good. And I forget who was on it, but at one point after the deadline passed, someone, one of the New York writers, wrote, "Hold on, the Mets made another deal." Followed a tweet up with. Not sure for who, for what, or to where, but they made a deal. And the guy in MLB Network was like, how can you put that out there? If you don't know anything other than, hey, something's happening. So did you see any of this thing with Ken Rosenthal and the Dodgers? And Yasiel Puig? Yes. I did. If you could explain it to me fully, I'm not sure I grasp it. All I can tell you is it looks like a nice job by Ken Rosenthal. Yes. Being a stand-up guy. 110%. And an incredible hashtag by Yasiel Puig. I was going to say all the way around. So basically, just in a nutshell, not bore anybody, 
Uh, Rosenthal had the story that Puig was, they were trying to trade him. If they didn't trade him, they were going to demote him. And they had this meeting and Puig storms out of the office and out of Dodger Stadium. He's ticked off and he's really upset, blah, 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 blah. Then it comes out that Puig didn't storm out of anywhere. He was actually still there. So that part of the story was wrong. The rest of it was right, though, because they were trying to trade him. They didn't. Then they told him, listen, don't get on the plane. We're sending you to Colorado Springs, wherever the hell their minor league system is or team that they were sending him to. And so he basically got eaten up on Twitter, and he came out and he stood up and said, listen, it's I got it wrong. I mean, I much of the story was right, but the part that he was mad and left, my bad, I'm sorry, I got to stand up take the rap and take the heat for it to where Puig then tweets all good or don't worry about it. We all make mistakes. mistakes. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good on all, on on all counts. And for Rosenthal, who I don't know at all, who sometimes can come across as a tool on TV. I don't know if he is or he's not. I thought it was a really cool thing for him to do. And the hashtag that, uh, Yasiel Puig used, I believe, was Puig, your friend. Yeah, something Hashtag like that. Hashtag Puig, yes. your friend. Yes. So it is kind of That cool. was nice. I thought it was good all around, actually. Yeah, I did like to see that. That is nice to do. Jerry, you have children in uh, elementary school, I believe. Yes. They're not in high school yet. Sixth grade and going into first grade. All right. What is high school in your, in your town? Like ninth grade normally? I would think as in every town, it's ninth grade, yeah. All right. Well, there's an after-school club that they're trying to get put into uh, many um, public schools. All right. Yeah, my, it's kids a, don't, my kids don't go to public school. It's a religious type of uh, class okay. club for kids in public schools. All right. It's the after-school Saint, Satan club. Excuse me? Satan, the devil. After-school Satan club. They're trying to use the... Uh, There was a Supreme Court ruling uh, letting uh, Christian evangelical groups uh, go into schools in 2001. So they want the same thing for their school. Educating with Satan will focus on the concepts of critical reasoning, independent thinking, fun and free thought, according to the Satan Club website. So would you let your kids go to the Satan Club? What are we doing? You wouldn't then. That's a I mean, no. Well, first of all, my kids go to a Catholic school. Oh, so that would definitely so be. I don't out. think the Satan Club is probably the direction we're going to go. I guess more public schools then. I guess so. If you were a principal, would you let this slide? Freedom of speech. I don't know. I don't know where we're going in this country yeah. anymore. It's almost like the Satan you can, Club. I get freedom of speech and all that, and whatever, whatever. So you'd probably be out for that. I would say I, I would not go. No, and I would not let my kids go. Yeah, me neither. I don't have children, and I if I did have kids, I wouldn't let them go to this. Right, it would be fascinating. I would if you say, had kids. God, I God, I hope I'm still around doing this when you have kids. I would say like join the now. What was the key club in school? The key club? Yeah, I have no idea. But that was the thing. I never belonged to it. I played sports. Me I, I never belonged to a club. I belonged to the baseball team, the right. football team. I never played basketball in school. But I never joined. Oh, no. I, you know what? I'm lying. I joined in my senior year. I joined the drama club. Really? Why is that? Because Acting? I wanted to, I, yeah, I wanted to be in a, in a show. Really? And a so musical? I was the cop in a uh, play called um, Let's Murder Marsha. And I was the cop. It was yeah, awesome. a good cop or bad cop? No, I was a good cop. Oh, good. I had a nice screaming part. I mm-hmm. came running in. I had to break stuff up. Did you fancy yourself an actor when you got older? Well, is I mean, that why quite you... frankly, I was an actor. Is that yeah. why you wanted to do it? I mean, I do have something on my resume. What acting do you have on your resume? I have uh, none. Right, therefore, you're not an actor. Right. I am an actor. What do you have on your resume? That Let's murder Marsha. You know what's it's weird? Like, play. when you were a communication student, you went to Jersey City State. I did. And a school that disbanded. Yes. 
Ithaca College or something? Upsala College. Upsala. I, you know, it's funny. I wanted to go to Ithaca. They sound Great very similar. Campus. Yeah, but they're six hours apart. Oh, and one doesn't exist anymore. Right. Yeah, that's a problem. Uppsala. Uh, yeah. See, when I went to Kane, at the time, Kane College of New Jersey, in order to be a communication student, you had to take theater classes. Oh, we didn't. Which I hated because I, I didn't fancy myself an actor. I just yeah. wanted to be on the radio. We, at Jersey City State, it was a media arts. It yeah. wasn't called communications. And all media arts was, you know, when you picture electives, you focused on what you wanted to focus on. For me, it was radio. And so we had production classes. We had, um, you know, learning to be a DJ class. I mean, it was awesome. We had TV classes and we had a couple of film classes, which is why when Craig does all these movie things and he remembers these parts, I saw all these movies. I don't remember them right. at all. I'm with you. I saw a lot of them, too, in our film classes. Yeah, I mean, like my dad, who had surgery uh, a few days ago for something, is home. So I ran, I ran over to his house to bring him lunch yesterday, just sit down with him for an That's hour. That's nice. And he was watching a movie with Humphrey Bogart. I couldn't remember the name of it. I don't know what the hell it was, except at the end, I'm like, I saw this movie because I remember the ending. And he's like, why would you have seen this? I'm like, I saw this in college. It was part of my class, a film noir class. So our deal at Jersey City was actually a lot of fun. We didn't have to take those stupid, what you're talking about. Yeah, we had to take intro to theater and acting. Yeah, I mean, I was an actor, so I really wouldn't have needed the class. Yeah, uh, you already had the We experience. didn't have to take that. No, we didn't have to do that. I remember we had to do a monologue in front of the class, like a full-out act-out a monologue, yeah. but of our choice. So I took, uh, remember the movie Talk Radio? Yes, I well, never that, saw it, but I, that yeah, was I a, That was a play previous to it being a movie. So I took a monologue from that where I was the, the, the smack-talking DJ. Wow. How'd it go? It went good, but the rest of the theater class that was like legitimately there for theater looked at me like, what I think is I put this? a Howard Stern wig on oh my God. and headphones. You must have been did, something special. <laughs> did huh? my monologue. Like, you're weird now. I, I couldn't imagine yeah. you at 19. Oh, at 19, I was very strange. You're like a freak show. Yes. Here's a study, Jerry. <laughs> Great segue. Vert, listen to this headline, and then I'm going to really walk you through this, and this is legit. Virtual reality porn. Oh, here we go again. Could help men with bedroom hangups. Now, is this like the virtual reality call girl? This is a virtual reality. You put the goggles on so that when you look all around, it's like you're having the experience. So they're starting, of course, with virtual reality porn. But this company has decided that they're going to use virtual reality porn to help men who have some problems in the bedroom. For example, if you get nervous, mm -hmm. if you go a little quicker than you would like, their thinking is when you are interacting with the virtual reality girlfriend, porn star, that you can have many experiences in the virtual reality world will help you in the real world. Is this cheating? That's a great question. It's kind of like the virtual reality call girl we discussed. Yeah, it'd be it's very a, similar to that. It's very similar. And I honestly don't understand how virtual reality helps you in any way, shape, or form. Well, because it's real. It's not real. That's why it's called virtual reality. But they're saying that virtual reality and these headsets will can help people get over, over other psychological issues such as fear of heights, fear of spiders. I don't understand Because you are that. in this virtual reality world, like you'll walk to the edge of something, something very high yeah. up. Then you get used to that feeling, then you can do it in real life. But it's not really the feeling because it's not real. But it's like something in real. your brain still has to tell you, that no matter what fake. I'm looking at, I'm sitting in my bedroom. 
Right. It was kind of like Craig had a virtual reality uh, goggles he brought in. It was a headset, whatever. And it was really neat. You had the the feeling of being underwater in a, in a tank with sharks right. coming at you. And literally for the first 10 seconds, you're like, whoa, all right, this is freaky. And then all of a sudden you sit there and you kind of cozy in. And I was sitting in the newsroom with it on. And I was like almost watching it with a smile. Like I was laughing. Right. It looks real. But it's not real. And you I don't know have a, it's not real. Of course. And you got this big, great white coming at me. Did you think I jumped? Right. No. So I, I wonder how that would have helped. I understand a lot of when people have sex is in the mind. I get that. So I guess it could help. But the fact of the matter is the thingamajig isn't going into her thingamajig. Right. There's no feel. There's no sense. There's no touchy. Right. Yeah, I also wonder, too, if you're going to use one of these virtual reality headsets and kind of get lost in the moment, you really have to make sure you're home alone. (laughs) Because if someone walked in with you with a headset on and you were, like, thrusting your hips (laughs) in the midair to nobody. (laughs) No, I'm not even being funny. I'm being serious. All right. Do you think the, um, what's the right word? The explosion comes Mm -hmm. when you're doing this. Right. (laughs) Virtually. Um, Do you talk yourself into that? Yeah. Come on. No way. I think so. You're telling me. Right. If you put goggles on. Yes. Virtual reality. And you are virtually with a woman. That you're not really touching, feeling, smelling, or anything like that. You're going to jiggle the hips a little bit. Right. Well, I think you'd probably still have to touch yourself. No, no, that's not what I said. I didn't say that. Right. I'm saying that. Uh, that well, I, listen, I think guys looked need... at magazines for hundreds of years. Right. Or, well, that's what I'm know, saying. Decades, we've, not hundreds of years. We've evolved as a human species. So I'm saying hands-free. Right. If it's the virtual reality, do you think you can wiggle the hips, move a little bit like this and that, hmm. a little thrusting, and we have liftoff? The, uh, I'm sure it is possible, yes. Do you think it would happen to you? I don't think with me, no. Yeah, I don't either. I think years ago it could have happened with me. Like when you were 19. Right. And a mess. Yes. Jerry, and if you don't want to be a mess, I recommend shaving your face. It's actually, like I shave on Sunday nights and it feels like a fresh start to the week for me. I agree. And I do that with Harry's. Mm, tell me about Harry's. And why do I pick Harry's? Well, because I want my own money and I don't want to waste all of it on razor blades that I would buy in the supermarket or in the drugstore. I also don't like going out of my house ever. (laughs) That's why this is perfect. This is perfect for me. Harry's brings the razors right to my front door. And they're good quality razors, Jerry. I'm talking about five-blade German-engineered blades. Now, how's Harry doing this? They bought the freaking factory in Germany that makes the blades... They take them from there and send them to your house. You know, you know what you missed right there. What the middleman? There's no middleman. There is no middleman. I guess the mailman is the middleman. I suppose, but he's not getting a cut. He's not getting a cut of it, right? Because the mailman is run by the government, and we pay him via our taxes, not through our razor blades. (laughs) That's exactly right. So this is uh, one of the great bargains left. I'll give you other bargains. Uh, Newspaper is pretty cheap. A daily newspaper is like a quarter, a of, 50 uh, cents. No, it's, it's not actually. Oh. It's more than that. Mm. It's more I than like, a quarter. I guess it's uh, a banana, I think, is cheap. One banana? Yeah, one banana you probably get for 20 cents, 30 yeah. cents, yeah. And a month's supply of Harry's razors. Very affordable. Very affordable, Jerry. Here's the deal with these things. 
soft. They have. They, let me just run you through some of the um, the finer points of the Harry's razor. I do know you love the lubricating strip. I do like the lubricating strip. How about this textured handle for more control when it's wet? There's nothing worse than a slippery razor. It's going to get wet and shaving cream on it, and it's going to slice you. Yeah, and then it's just now it's just slippery. No, you need the grips. Harry has that. Trimmer blade for hard-to-reach places. You know where I use that? Right under my nostrils, Jerry. Thank right here. God that's where you said. Yep. That's where I use the trimmer blade. That's a hard-to-reach place on my face. So, Jerry, I'm talking about $2 a blade compared to the 4 bucks you're used to paying in the stores. By the way, that's no joke either yeah. because I forgot to bring my Harry's uh, when I went to Florida last month. And I had to go to one of the drugstores well, that was right dumb. by the resort. I think I spent $14, and I got, like, two razors. Right. So he, Al is not kidding, man. Yeah. It's no joke. And, uh, Jerry, the, the Harry starter set is an amazing deal. Tell you me. You get a weighted razor handle of your choice, moisturizing shave cream, and three precision-engineered five-blade cartridges, and a travel cover. Got to be a lot, right? All for just 15 Shut up. And for a limited time only, there's a special offer for fans of this podcast. We've partnered with Harry's. I worked out this deal. I went to their offices. Mm, I really, like, worked it out. How was Germany? Uh, It was nice. And I uh, brought a briefcase to Hulk official. There was nothing in it. (laughs) But I just wanted the Harry's to know that I meant business. So uh, they're going to give us $5 off your first purchase using the promo code POSTGAME. Go to harrys.com right now and enter POSTGAME at checkout to claim your offer. That's harrys.com, code postgame. And whenever you go to meetings, bring a briefcase. It means you mean business. An empty briefcase. Jerry, I was uh, not home for about five days as we, we did our show from Borgata. Boy, you have really changed. Then I went to the Jersey Shore. Listen to you. Yesterday when I got home and I walked into my bathroom, I walked into uh, puddles. That's not good. It was very wet in there. There were standing water in my bathroom. I have a small bathroom, luckily. Uh, turned out the tank of my toilet, not the actual part where you sit on, but the tank that would be like at your back where right. the water is, Yeah, that had a uh, quite a crack on it. I don't know why. It's less than two years old, and I no one smashed into it. Uh, had a crack on it, and I guess a, a little at a time, water was seeping out, and as the water would seep out and the tank level would lower, the... Toilet would kick in thinking I flushed it and fill it back up only to have it all leak out again. What's amazing to me is that the water didn't leak out into the hallway or anything. Yeah. How is that possible? Because, um, you know, like at the entrance of a bathroom, you sometimes put that that stone down. Yeah. I forget what it's called. But if you you have like... Like a transition piece, right? Yeah, like a transition piece. And that blocked it. Oh, okay. So it really wasn't like three inches. It wasn't like a flood, but it was like... I'll tell you. I'll tell you what else. It would have been a real disaster. I have this bath mat in my in my uh, bathroom that I got from Bed Bath and Beyond, and it is this e- very super absorbent bath mat, which sucked up <laughs> all almost a, a ton of water. How about that? Yeah, and that's what saved me. Now, I've located a replacement part. The thing here is, and then when I talked to the guy on the phone to get the the tank. I go, I just switched it out. He goes, oh, yeah, it's a very easy fix. It's a very easy switch out. There's no chance I'm going to be able to do that. Well, I'll say this. I'm going to have to call a plumber. You can try. And if it doesn't work, you call the plumber. 
There's no reason not to try. Well, my father said never screw around with plumbing. I happen to agree with him, and I've tried doing this myself, and I got it to get it. Didn't it wasn't right? And then I called the plumber, and it wasn't like I set myself back hundreds or thousands of dollars because of what I did was so awful. It actually made it a little easier because they came in, just kind of readjusted some things, and it wasn't that big of a deal. I'm not telling you you should try it. I'm saying I don't think it'd be the worst thing if you did. Get a YouTube video. It's very easy. Follow them along. Keep hitting pause. Do what they tell you to do. I think you'll be fine. Now, luckily for me, my condo has two bathrooms. Very, very lucky for you. Yes. But strangely enough, I've never pooped in the other bathroom. What, what, how, can we do one podcast without that coming up? So it's going to be awkward today when I go home. It's not a girlfriend. It's four other walls. Mm. Awkward how? Well, here's the thing with this other bathroom. You know, when you go to buy a new toilet these days, you could get a regular bowl or what they call the elongated bowl. Right. Now, in this other bathroom that I'll be using today, I have an elongated bowl. That's a problem. Which looks like when you go to buy a bowl, people are like, oh, you got to get elongated. Like it's some luxury. The problem is with the regulations these days, the elongated bowl is only allowed to have as much water as a regular bowl. When you elongate the bowl, it gives you a lot more surface where things appear, oh and it's God. not great. So go regular bowl. Now, are you, this is the type of thing when you, because you're cheating on your other bathroom, essentially, right. will you still be all nude? I will use my regular practice of going to the bathroom. And that's the question. Will you be nude? I will be. For freedom. While using the bathroom. You're 46 and you live alone. You've got more freedom than this country has put together in the last 300 years. Yeah, but I still don't walk around naked in my place, but just because I'm there by myself, because that's still awkward. Right, because pooping naked isn't awkward. <laughs> it's so strange. I swear to God, you're so strange. Well, the only reason why I do that There's naked... someone for everyone, and Al is proof. He's found someone, and she is great. The only reason why I'm naked doing that is because it's more freeing. It's more... Why be constricted by your pants? Who's constricted? Plus, your pants are down on the bathroom floor. It's disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Does she know you do this? Uh, She does now. I think she does. Yeah, actually, she does, because when she has assumed I've been in the bathroom, she has asked me, did I get naked? So she's at this point, she's realized that she is basically living with... Uh, a real-life pseudo-George Costanza yes. slash Jerry Seinfeld. Right. That's got to be exciting. Only the bad parts, though. Only, right, without all the money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got to go. Oh, okay, Jerry. Um, this was great, though. This so, was, yeah, uh, tomorrow cool. we're going to be at Giants Camp, and we will do the uh, podcast from there afterwards. Very cool. We Have we worked that out? Because I can't drive back to your place tomorrow to do No, it. no, we'll do, uh, we'll do Last it. Last year, we, it was a problem, if you remember. It was, and we went. We drove back to your house, your condo, which oh, I can't right. do tomorrow. Yeah, no, of course, no. We'll work it out, Jerry. I know floor and park's easy. We yeah. they, they let us stay on the roof all day to do it. They don't care, but I would like to do it from there if we can. We will for that sure. That would be great. Um, and then after this, we have a wonderful segment from this morning. If you missed oh, it, right? Don't ever forget that. So uh, all good. I will see you at Giant Stadium tomorrow. It's the Boomer and Carton Warm Up Show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio, sort of. All right, yes, it is. Uh, I'm Jerry. He's Al. And uh, last night, Al, we had the Subway Series take one. And if you're a Met fan, as I know you are, you should just be miserable today because, ugh, what a brutal game. And if you're a Yankee fan, quite frankly, that was awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, it's embarrassing losing to a team who's getting rid of all their players. That's embarrassing. Yes and no. Like I said to you in the newsroom before, 
Yankee lineup's still better than the Met lineup. Right, you're saying when you compare Yankees and Met lineup, the better offensive yeah. team looks like the Yankees. When you look at Ellsbury and Gar, at least on paper, and McCann and Teixeira, it's like, and Headley, these guys are better than those guys. Right. And they actually did a better job in leadoff walks. I mean, just killed the Mets last night, uh, but whatever. The uh, trade deadline was yesterday as well, and the Mets did get Jay Bruce, which was, I think, a good move. That was kind of cool. And I'm watching MLB Network during the trade deadline, and they're like, oh, this just in. The Mets have made another trade. We're not sure for who or for what and from where. And then we find out it's your friend. Nice is the word, is the word, is the word that you heard. He's got curves. He's got change-ups. I always like when someone comes back and I could just rehash my old songs. Oh, but there's We've got Johnny's, we've got Johnny's, we've got Johnny's. Yeah, we got Johnny's. I really like John Nice. I really, really like John Nice. I really do now. Now, the question is, do the Mets still like John nice? I don't think they do like John Nice. <laughs> well, yes and no. I mean, that infield's different from last year. Not really. One guy's... Uh, well, well, Neil Walker and Estrubal Cabrera. But uh, Terry Collins did say that there are some guys that need to be talked yes. to because John Nice was kind of uh, trashed them, sort of, kind on his of. way out the door, kind saying of. they're not a def- it would be nice to have a new de- a defense behind yes. him as a pitcher. Which is certainly a backhanded slap, and we get that, but it did yeah, but, not go well for John Nice and Pittsburgh. Uh, Craig and I were talking about this uh, before. For the program, it like if the guy wasn't a likable guy in the locker room, and he always had a sour puss on his face right. on the mound, you would bring a guy like that back if he was really good. And you say, "Listen, you're gonna have to put up with some nonsense here because he's really good." But he was not good this year, right? No, but you're Antonio an MLB kind of guy. Antonio Bastardo was worse. It's like addition by subtraction, right? But in the locker well, room, even if there's one guy in there that doesn't like that, him, you could say is a tool. Exactly. Now, let me ask you this though: Is he not liked in the locker room, or was it just the words heading out the door? And by the way, this Met team is so different than it was last year. You think Cespedes really cares? No. Of I don't think Cespedes not. knows who John Neese is. James Loney wasn't here. Matt right. Reynolds wasn't here. I don't you know, know who that is. Wilmore Flores, okay, fine, whatever. But, you know, I, I don't think it matters as much as I think we made it out. Oh, and right. I do think when I found out they got rid of Bastardo, I was like, okay, bring Neese back. Uh, I left this story out yesterday, and I will explain why in a second. Giselle Bunchen is from Brazil, I apparently imagine, right? Yeah, so she is, Jerry. She's being featured on this um, Olympic Games Open. The opening ceremonies. Yeah, and what I read the other day, yesterday, and I left it out because I didn't know if it was true, is that she's going to be part of some scene where she basically gets... Um, Mugged. Yeah. Yeah, I also left this off of our show topic for the last couple of days because I thought something must have gotten lost in translation. I didn't think it was real. Right, so I guess part of the opening ceremonies for the Olympics involving Giselle is some sort of performance art wherein she gets assaulted, mugged, and then in a strange twist, and I don't think there's any talking in this nonsense performance art, Jerry, in some sort of twist, she then defends the mugger somehow. I don't understand. Now, I would be afraid to go to Brazil to get mugged. And now they're mocking it not, or, or promoting it. I don't know what they're like come doing. to Brazil and get mugged. Are these games just <laughs> the worst thought? Out it is. 
And the fa- yeah, right. everything I read about the Olympics, oh. like they're like, oh, the uh, U.S. swimmers will be swimming in human waste. Right. But oh. what is going on here? Right. Yeah, With their exactly. mouths closed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wear your goggles and your ski caps or your uh, your swim uh, hats. It's unbelievable. It really. It seems like every day there's a worse story that goes along yes. with it. But that starts, I guess, what this week or something like yeah, that. Yeah, August fifth. I always feel like every time the Olympics are not in the United States, there's always some sort of Everyone's afraid to go there. When they get there, people start taking pictures of their bathrooms and toilets are broken. Well, that was the Australian team, I think, where they got there and the plumbing wasn't working. Yeah. And the electrical wasn't working. They had working. no sink in their bathroom. It was just some pipes. And I've seen documentaries on past game sites that are just left as like wasteland. Right. And so I guess they make the money while the games are there. And I'm not saying all of them, but there have been specific cities where if you look at the sites now, they're in ruins. And all the money that was spent and the bidding. And God knows how much money was handed to other people, you know, behind closed doors. Yeah. Whenever we get the, whenever I see in the newspaper, oh, New York's going to bid for the Olympics. I was like, why? Why why would you want the Olympics here? Could you imagine the traffic? No. The traffic's bad enough. Between here and L.A., the two places you don't want the Olympics. Yeah. So I love, like, when a foreign country wins the Olympics. Give it to Greece. Yeah. Give it to Greece, Rio de Janeiro, wherever that is. Brazil. Well, I mean, wherever that is. Mm. If I brought you a globe. Yes, I could find it. Yes. Brazil. It's in South America, yes. You could you could definitively go, I think I've this got, is Brazil. Well, not definitively. I think I've got a one <laughs> in three chance. First of all, I knew it was in South America. Right. Second, I know it's on the coast. It's a good job. So it could be here, here, or here. Right, because they need the water to Take swim Take a shot, right. I think maybe it, one and two. I would say the western uh, side of South a, America? No. Oh, it's exactly. a very it's a very large country. Not as large as Bolivia, but large. I always hear whenever they do it, they, oh, the Olympics are in, in um, Brazil. Brazil is the size of Iowa. Like, it's always since these, <laughs> <laughs> Like, I have no idea what the size of it's Brazil not, is. It's bigger than Iowa. <clears throat> I just wonder if you're watching the opening ceremonies and you're not aware of this Giselle getting mugged and you see her get mugged. You think th- it's real. You'll think it's real. Yeah. Because anyway. I saw a guy running with the Olympic torch through Brazil, and someone tried to fire extinguish him. That's true. <laughs> and then security had to tackle the guy immediately. <laughs> that is just brutal. <laughs> Speaking of brutal, let's have an update. Because yesterday, uh, you thought it was hilarious and yeah. awesome to discuss the Tony Romo photo where he looked like he ate himself, basically. Yeah. Tony Romo showed up to Camp Fat, right. according to these and photos on the internet. what has happened ever since? Well, the Cowboys had to come out and say he's not fat. It's not even that. The real pictures have surfaced. Oh. And clearly, that picture was photoshopped or someone caught it where the breeze lifted the shirt or something that made him look huge, whereas every other photo, he looks like himself. I think it was just a bad angle. We've all taken photos where you look at it and go, well, this is I have a famous. I have a photo of mine, which I'm sure I can find in post. You were going to say a famous photo. It is famous in my family. Oh, in your family. Yes. It's one of those where every time my wife sees it, she goes, Rex Ryan, prior to surgery, where I'm holding my son, and it looks like I'm pregnant. Bad angle. I am not a thin person, but I'm not that big either. Right. I look like I'm 300 pounds. So, yes, it happens to everybody, but you couldn't wait. You're like a pseudo-cowboy fan. You couldn't wait to do this yesterday when you knew it wasn't real. Well, it's good for us if the Giants make a run to the Super Bowl. Well, so I thought, well, well especially if they have Fat Tony Romo in game one, I thought there's a win. There's a win for the Giants. It should be a win anyway. The Cowboys don't have a defense. I have a. I kind of understand the Tony Romo thing because I have. A, I one time saw my neck in a photo. Like I was took a photo back there. I had Bob Dwyer who works in the back. He took a photo of me that I was going to tweet out, and I said to him, "I go, you know what? 
do that again. I, uh, my neck looks weird in sure. this photo. And he, in all seriousness, not joking, he said to me, dude, that's what your neck looks like. How do you not know that? Because it looks bizarre. So I kind of feel for Tony Romo if he doesn't really look fat. You've just linked yourself to Tony Romo? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and our quarterbacking skills. With this job, think about what you just did too. With this job and with social media, every time you take a photo before you want to put it out there, you literally have to inspect it. Yes. Because you get 17 people that will say, right. hey, your finger looks fat. Oh, but right. terrible looking neck. By the way, you ever clean your car or whatever the, the photo might be? Well, there's a story today uh, from the New York Giants. I forget the fellow's name now. He's not one of the most well-known Giants, but he said he had to quit uh, Twitter. Because he was, it was really uh, bothering him when he, you know, grew up playing football his whole life, and now he's a pro. And then to read people critiquing yeah. you, and he get, we used to get very angry. Remember Josh Tolley of the Mets, I believe. I think it was Josh yes. Tolley. He quit social media too because we're all kind of brutal. Actually. Now you get mostly just nice compliments on social media, so you <laughs> love so it so much. Oh, you don't? I hate it. If oh, it wasn't for the it. news breaking aspects of it, it, I don't think I'd do it. It anymore. makes me feel important, so I like it. Yeah, great. All right, uh, Boomer and Carton are important, and they're coming up in a few minutes here on the Fan. Be right back. It's the Boomer and Carton Warm Up Show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. Yeah, we bring you to the Boomer and Carton show about a minute and a half from now. Quickly, the Yankees did beat the Mets last night in 10-6-5. The Mets did acquire Jay Bruce. The Yankees did uh, trade Carlos Beltran to the Rangers. Speaking of the Rangers, you see the Michael Young deal. He was inducted into the Rangers Hall of Fame over the weekend and had a little bit of an issue, A, with the uh, fireworks they were shooting off, almost hit him on his way to the ceremony, and then B, Elvis Andrews almost got himself punched in the face. Yeah, he put a uh, clown head on or a clown mask because he knows that uh, Michael Young is afraid of clowns that's always strange when guys have a real fear of legitimate fear of clowns like he was going to punch that guy in the face because he was simply wearing a clown mask well you're afraid of rats but that's an actual animal it's a rat a clown is just a guy in a costume although an evil clown i don't like an evil clown yeah like the uh, horror movie clowns i think on that we can uh get the hell out of here oh here comes boomer and carton the Subway Series continues no, wait, tonight from City Field as the Mets host the Yankees in Game 2 of this four-game Subway Series. Listen to all the play-by-play shortly after 7 p.m. with John Sterling and Susan Waldman following Mike Francesa and Mike's on. And after the game, keep it here for extended post-game coverage with Sweeney Murdy and Ed Coleman. Then wake up tomorrow with Boomer and Carton from 6 to 10 a.m. as they talk baseball and football from Giants training camp at the Meadowlands, exclusively on your flagship station for New York baseball. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York.